Just dropping in a quick note here to let you know, if you didn't listen to the little five-minute episode we had last week, we have a newsletter now, Commission Possible Newsletter. We will be doing tons of things on there. Go subscribe now. Go to commissionpod.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. If you subscribe to the paid version of the newsletter, we're going to have lots of fun giveaways, much more in-depth stuff, uh, stuff you won't get in the free newsletter. And every week or two, we'll be drawing a name from our paid subscriber list for an SFB 11 spot. So go sign up, commissionpod.com. Welcome to Commission Impossible. I am Scott Fish, and with me is Ryan McDowell. We have become known for commissioning over the years, got together to start a podcast to help other people out that love commissioning, love uh, love their fantasy leagues, love cool ideas in fantasy leagues, or maybe want to tell us some stories that are uh, about bad commissioners or, or f- fun things like that, fun league ideas. We love talking about those. We spent a whole show last show talking about fun league ideas. Thank you to David, who is currently living in Mexico City, but from Washington, D.C., I believe, Ryan. I think that was right. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's right as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out on two shows in a row, David. You're you're probably not going to get to Russ Fisher's record. Oh, dang <laughs> it! Oh. I just, there's another one for Russ. Holy, that's that's. Uh, I wonder what the world the record holder is. Do you think it's John Bosch? Do you think it's Nathan Powell? Do you think no, it's I Russ think now? I think Russ think? has it. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check the check the transcripts on this one. <laughs> Have Russ go through every show to check. Oh, and he might do it. <laughs> Can we trust the results then? Maybe. <laughs> no. But uh, if you have an email, you want to talk to us about anything, Pod. well, let's narrow that down. You want to talk to us about your new league ideas, your bad commish stories, uh, uh, maybe stuff that's happened in your league you want your our opinion on, email us, commishpod at gmail.com. Now onto the show. Ryan. Oh man, it's 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 been a fun couple weeks. We uh we got a show about new league ideas last week. We we we've we've put shows out mostly every week for the for the last uh last few at least. This is uh pretty good. Yeah, we're trying to keep it going here. Give uh give the listeners some ideas and our thoughts and everything else. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Uh first question comes from Ben from Westfield, Indiana. I do not. I've never been to Westfield, Indiana. Have you? That's 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 your like area of the country, right? The to a degree. <laughs> uh, Indiana is. I, I don't know about Westfield, but I'm curious to look now. Yeah, is that My, no? I was going to say, is that the the place on WandaVision? But that's Westview, and I believe it's New Jersey, so that's not even close. I might have I to have edit that out. That's, oh man, you're in luck because you. It's one of those shows you should. This is all getting edited out. It's one of those shows that keep it in, uh, keep it it's, in. It's better to uh, it's better to at least get through the first four. I know a lot of people didn't like episode one, episode two, just the way they were. But if you get to four, you realize what what's going on, and and it's it's much better. Um, okay. If, if you let the slow burn happen, and plus 
WandaVision sets up a couple of the movies that are coming out. So oh, okay. it's it's one of those that if you like Marvel movies and you like the Marvel Universe, you probably need to watch it just so you know the setup to Marvel is very good about having, you know, insulated storylines within each of their movies. But um, it's one of those that's going to be setting up a couple of the, the you know, themes going forward. So it's, gotcha. it's a little yeah, it's bit on, necessary. It's on the list for sure. I just haven't gotten to it. Westfield is a suburb of Indianapolis. So, okay. yeah, it's okay. not too far. We we might even uh, we might even end up there this weekend. My wife wants to go somewhere, Scott. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Hmm. <laughs> this this was probably going to be the year that I was going to finally uh, go to the combine too. <laughs> it's not it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I was I was ready to go back. I got to go last year and and was looking forward to uh, going back and and meeting more people and seeing players and and all of that. And not this year. Hopefully mm. next year. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully next year. Uh, ben, what do you got for us? Question for you regarding league setup for a pretty deep superflex. Was curious on your thoughts, how I could present and successfully institute a rule change. We're going on year four of my superflex dynasty and DST ownership has become stagnant. We have 12 teams and a three DST cap, which means all 32 DSTs are owned and never released with no movement whatsoever. I think it's best we remove them from the league. How would you go about suggesting within a league vote to eliminate the DST position from all rosters? If it helps, my roster composition is one QB, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, one super flex, two additional flexes, one DST, 24 bench. So players owned pre-IR is 35 times 12, which is 420. It's a fairly deep-sized league, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. So <laughs> many thanks in advance. Uh, like what I, I'm, I'm not sure how much of an answer, like what, what more we would have besides suggest a league vote to get rid of the DSTs. Like I, like I don't, uh, it, I, I'm guessing that the, the problem is probably that there are a couple people with really good DSTs that feel like they've invested in good DSTs and they don't want to get rid of them. Um, which we hear about all the time when it comes to this this very similar situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the the first thing that that we don't know reading this question is just kind of the feel of the league, and I think that's that's really important. What I mean by that is you kind of know if if half the league wants to get rid of defenses and maybe half the league doesn't, or is it just that you know that one kind of old school guy who's who has i don't know the ravens and the bears or whoever you know whoever's good every year uh maybe he's got those and he's held them for four years and doesn't doesn't want to change i I will say regarding this or anything else i think sometimes it's okay just for the commissioner to make the decision just say in 2022 we're not having dsts anymore and and yes and that's what i was going to say i think with especially if you're giving some kind of warning and which I did the same thing in, in leagues that I ran and I, I gave them the year warning um, and just said this, we're, we're getting rid of them. We're not even voting. They're going away, mm-hmm. but you have a year to, to prepare for that. Whether that means you want to drop down to one, if you want to, you know, if you want to try to trade your defense, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're not contending and you want to trade your defense, whatever, you know, however you want to prepare for that, 
I think that, he's got a really good argument for that. If, if the no w- movement whatsoever is legit and there's literally been no movement, I think he's got a very good argument for it too. But are we, are we overthinking what he's asking here too? Like how would you go about suggesting within a league vote to eliminate, like, has he not even brought it up to the league maybe? Like is is he back a couple steps? Like he hasn't even asked. Maybe, me. maybe. Um, I mean, in general, I would I would normally and and a a discussion like this is the perfect thing to put to a league vote, um, or even just just talk to you know just have a con, con, uh, conversation. Yeah. Start a message board post. Whatever your form of communication is, see what everybody thinks. You know, maybe. Ben, maybe you'll be surprised. Maybe two thirds of the league wants to get rid of this already, and and you can do it for this upcoming season. I, I don't know. The communication piece has to come first, but ultimately, have a vote, and, and then finally, if if you just really, if it's your league and you just really don't want defenses in there anymore, then just get rid of them. Yeah, I don't. I'm. We've talked about this before, but I'm I'm not the guy that want that thinks that there should be conditions for team who have teams who have X defense or whatever, you know, I, I don't believe in that at all. I think that's a bad way to go. I think, I think you just got to broach it with the league, get the league feel, take a vote, probably have it be for 2022 unless everybody's all on board for 2021. Um, And and just, just, just broach it, I guess. (laughs) I guess I don't have much more to add than there's nothing specific I would suggest, you know, to, to adding to that. It's just, it's just as simple as figure out what the league wants and, and have a vote. Um, but I'm with you too. It's, it's the kind of thing that I'd be like in 2022, we're just not having defenses anymore. Deal with it. And I honestly, I'm guessing almost everybody in the league would be fine with it. And the ones that aren't, maybe you find new owners or maybe they just get used to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All right. Our... Next question comes from Mike from Cheney, Washington. Using the dreaded week 17 to your advantage. Everybody in the league sets a DFS oh. lineup. Okay. Let me, like, let me preface what's this. Happening here? <laughs> the subject line to this uh, was interesting ways to set your draft order for the, the following year. Oh, we, talked, okay. yes. we talked about that two shows ago. Okay. So th- that's the preface for this. That, that context helps a little. Okay, so this yeah. is an idea for um, coming Set up with draft order. Draft yep. order. Um, yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, so and, and once again, when we talk about these, it's generally redraft. Like right. dynasty draft orders don't have these unique, fun interests. It's, it's redraft. Yeah. All right, so Mike says use uh, week 17 to your advantage. Everybody sets a DFS lineup. You can make it where the highest score uh, picks the draft spot first and so on or something like that. Um, let's see. And then he, so that was, that was one idea for Mike and he's also starting a new league. And he told us about that starting a new league, 12 teams, half PPR, half point first down, Scott, I know you like that. that um, one quarterback, basically one of everything, one quarterback, one running back wide receiver, a super flex spot, a wide receiver tight end spot. We're seeing this more and more. Instead no mandatory, right? No mandatory tight end, and then five uh, regular flex spots. How do you feel about this as a starting roster construction? Uh, and he goes into that 
the tight end piece. By not making a tight end a starting roster spot, does this make the wide receiver too much of a hot commodity? I know that it will devalue tight ends, uh, but they've uh, they have they have done that by themselves. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, other than a couple of exceptions, it's kind of been frustrating to to play tight ends the past yeah. few years. Uh, having more flexibility with rosters uh, is better for everyone. Um, yeah, it talks a little bit more. Some of the same things we talked about with tight ends. So, Scott, yep. what do you think about his roster construction lineup? I'm fine with it. I, I've gone on about this before. Um, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to have to deal with tight ends. Uh, uh, had long conversations about this on Twitter. It's it's what you know what it does taking away the tight end and making it a wide receiver tight end. It dumbs down the league. It's less strategy. Um, it takes less skill, less work. But that's also a good thing. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Like <laughs> the good side of it is it's probably more fun. Um, there are a lot more options for that spot than, than trying to figure out if you're going to start Tyler Higby or, or Cameron Braid or something, you know, on some yeah. weeks. Um, it, it's just, uh, it's just less strategy and skill, but that that's not saying it as a negative. That's saying it as it's just different. And it, and I think, that sometimes the more simpler versions of leagues that we create out there can be really, really fun. I mm. really like that 500 league we talked about. They just just pick yeah. any four players and and get to 500 points. That's fun as hell. I'm not, so I'm not I'm not saying it is negative. I'm saying it's it's simple and fun and enjoyable. And if you and your 11 friends don't want to have to deal with tight ends, don't man enjoy it. Just be like, yeah, we're not going to deal with this. And so I, I really do like it. It's uh, I don't, I will say one thing though. I don't understand why he's doing one wide receiver and then one receiver wide receiver, tight end, and then five flexes. Why not just make it a flex like the rest, Ryan? Like why not just QB running back wide receiver, a super flex, and then five or six flexes. Why does it have to be, why do, why are running backs excluded from that flex? I, I don't, I don't think that's, you know, super necessary. Yeah, I it agree. Is what with it is. That. Yeah, I, I, that would that would be my only question about it as well, uh, or only criticism, I guess, of it. Uh, I like only requiring one of each. We've talked about that a lot. That's what uh, that's what I do in my leagues. Definitely like the multiple flex spots. I agree with you, Scott. I would move that. Um, you could call it a, a receiver flex or a pass catcher flex. I would move that to. Uh, just the just the regular flex spot, but overall, I like I like it. Yeah, I I'm I'm very I'm with you on these settings, and and this allows for a ton of flexibility of how you want to you know of go after whatever players you want because you have very very little requirements for what you have to start. Like if you have a twenty man roster or twenty five, whatever your roster is. I guarantee you there's a quarterback and a running back and a wide receiver on there. So it's, yeah. it's basically just draft whoever you think is good and, and start them. There's, there's almost nothing to be said for requirements uh, for players. There's, there's no strategy to having three wide receivers or whatever, or a tight end premium. I, I like it. I, I think it's very simple and, and smooth. There's, there's nothing wrong with this, uh, Mike. I like, I like it. Uh, we good on that? I think we're good on that. I, I like yeah, the setup. 
The only I, thing I, I would throw in on the on the tight end talk is um, that does as good as they are. That does hurt the value slightly of Kelsey it and it really all and Waller. You know, the, even the guys that are consistently producing, it still hurts their value because now you're comparing them to wide receivers. And yeah, I know I know Kelsey would have come out pretty good in that comparison this this past season, but uh, still, in in most cases, those guys are not going to be they're not going to score in that wide receiver one range. So it does hurt their value. And if you have them on your team, it, it hurts the advantage that you might have otherwise. Yeah. I think there's in the new startup league. We all, you know, you know what you have going in. Yeah, exactly. You, you value things based on your league settings. And if that's what you start, that's everybody knows the deal. Um, I think there's a little bit of a groundswell for the, the no tight end thing, just because of how things have gone with tight ends over the the last few years. So, um, it's, it's definitely on the edge of, uh, you know, it's a progressive thing to out there to, you know, just eliminate tight ends and not, not have to deal with them. Hey, Ryan and Scott, this one is from Mark from Georgetown, Delaware. Love the show. I commission about eight leagues in my area and love doing it while challenging at times. And no matter struggles come ever comes with it, everyone tends to show their gratification for all my hard work. While my home league has been placed for 13 years and I've started running dynasty leagues in the past four years, I think I just heard my hit my first speed bump. Oh no. That's I feel bad for that. He had a good it's, run, though. That's going to happen, though. Yeah, yeah. it's going to happen. I currently run a 20-team league going into our third year. It's a 40-man IDP league, 40-man roster IDP league. The roster construction, scoring, and settings are pretty unique, but honestly irrelevant to my question. The league is downsizing to 18 teams from 20 due to various reasons. I've thought of some ideas of how to distribute the players, but I'm open to ideas. My main concern is how to handle future draft picks that have been traded. It's a friendly league of people we all know and is only a $20 buy-in, so we never required prepayment when trading future picks. I know how to maneuver the draft for this year, but my question is how to handle the picks that have already been traded for 2022 and 2023. Oh, boy. Any ideas on recommendations are very much appreciated. Thank you, uh, Mark from Georgetown, Delaware. I like the uh, emphasizes it's Georgetown, Delaware in that. <laughs> okay, so tap one. Tap yeah, one sure. yeah, that's that's interesting. Is is your first inclination, Mister Dispersal Draft? Your first inclination to take all these players, throw them into a dispersal draft. And throw all the 20, 21, 22, and 23 picks into that dispersal draft and people just pluck them out? Is, is that your first inclination? So you keep you would keep 20 picks in the round for the next two years? Oh, man. Yeah, that's true. Because that is... some some other players that are staying in the league already own the yeah, that's what you got. I team's think... picks. I think that's I think that's the play. It's a twenty round draft for e- through twenty twenty three, and all those picks, you know, are redistributed among the league. But then you don't; those teams are no longer there. So where do those picks get placed? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Where do the picks get placed? 
I if, mean, I guess we have. To if they're not, if they're not playing in the league in 2022, they don't have a draft spot in right. 2023. But I think. I mean, you could put them end of draft, know, end of the round, and almost treat it like kind of a supplemental pick. Yeah, uh, and and here's the at least the nice thing with that is that you say, uh, let's say it's Ryan and Scott's team. Ryan's 2022 pick is pick one at the end of the draft. Scott's 2022 pick is pick two at the end of the draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're and, only talking about two teams, so it's. Yep, but it, it, it's a it is a speed bump, like he said. Uh, right. But it's not it's not terrible. We can work through this. I, I think that's probably the best answer is to add or, or to keep the draft rounds at twenty picks, uh, and just have them at the end. Yeah, and that way, when you do the dispersal, when you disperse them among the teams, every team picking knows that those two picks are the number one and number two last picks of the draft of each round. Mm-hmm. So they know where they sit. They, they, there's, there's no, this is going to be the number five pick of that year. They, everybody knows when, dra- when doing the dispersal that those are the last two picks of each round. Um, God, I'm trying to think of another way outside of a dispersal or another way to fix the draft. I, I wish I knew how many picks were traded too, you know? I wish I knew how many picks those teams had traded. Take a sip of my drink as I sit back and try to think on this one. Noodle it a bit. It it is a little messy, but yeah, with just two teams moving on, that's that's the way I would go. Um, At least that's my first thought. Man, and he, man. He doesn't want to move down to 18 or want to stay at 20. He wants to go to 18, which is, it makes it tough. Right. Mm. He also allowed trading a picks way in advance. (laughs) (laughs) It's a friends league. It's a friends league. It is. It is. Yeah. He mentioned, uh, yeah. Yeah. The best I can think of. Have those two picks at, at the end of each of the 2022 and 2023 seasons at the end of the round. Everybody knows it when you just dis- dis- do a dispersal draft that disperses or dispersal auction that disperses all those picks and all those players to new teams. It's, yeah. it's really the cleanest way to do it that I can think of. Yep, I agree. Mm. Yeah, we might come back to this mark from Georgetown if I if I think of anything that might be better, but that's probably the cleanest way I could, like keep it at like Ryan said, keep it at twenty rounds for the next through the end of where those picks are traded. I mean, you might even get. I mean, I wonder how many picks they've traded to. Yeah, that's the cleanest way without knowing more information. I guess is is all I can say. Ryan, do you want to read this next email with uh, a couple questions from? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't even find it here. This is from Andrew. Andrew. Yes, let's check it out. Andrew says, "Hey, Ryan and Scott, started following you guys both on Twitter. Thank you. This past summer, mm-hmm. which was an easy choice from the beginning, I picked up a lot from the podcast. I think I speak for a lot of the people when I say thank you for all the great work you guys put in for the fantasy community." 
Thank you. Thanks. Two questions. This is mostly directly to directed to your newer audience, myself included, who recently started listening to you guys uh, last summer. What are some ways? <laughs> Sorry, I just got out. What are some ways we can increase our chances of joining the Scott Fishbowl League? I think that's a great question. Uh, I'm a commissioner of 11-year running redraft league, fifth-year 12-player keeper league, and startup 2021 Superflex PPR Dynasty League. So I'm beginning to get the hang of running successful leagues. I would love to figure out ways to join SFB. If you could help me out and point me in the right direction. Um, Well, ScottFishbowl.com. And click to apply. You got it. That's very first. Yep. Man, Scott, how many people have asked to be in the league and then ultimately we find out they didn't actually sign up? It's 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 amazing. I I think like that counter hit like one ten thousand four hundred and twenty people signed up last year. I feel like there were ten thousand people that didn't sign up that begged to be not begged, but you know asked to be in the league or or tweeted about being in the league without signing up. It's it's insane. But first deal, sign up. Second deal, pay attention to um, pay attention to the podcasts and uh, Twitter accounts out there tweeting contests. Uh, I think contests by different sites and podcasts isn't uh, just hoping for a random draw. I mean, we have a fun random, like Ryan knows the back end of the SFBX like admin area. There, we have a fun random button. We click random. It gives us a name. We say, "Boom, you're in the league." You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. But that's going through thousands of names, whereas a site or podcast will have a contest and maybe a hundred people do the contest or 20 people do the contest. I, I think that's, and people who do that generally, if, if you're actively doing stuff like that and being supportive of other places in the industry, it's the kind of thing that we kind of notice. So um, uh, I guess that's, that's about the tip I would give maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's all well said. Uh, I would add, um, yeah, just just be active in the community. And <laughs> I think you said this, Scott. Being active doesn't mean, you know, tagging you every day on Twitter and begging. Oh, for yeah, Scott. please don't do that. Yeah, don't. please do not do that. Oh, I mean, yes. I tell my students. Uh, you know, they're asking for a piece of candy or something like that as a, some kind of reward. And um, I don't know, maybe this, maybe that's just the, the grouchy part of me, but that is not the way to get candy. Like if you want candy, earn candy. If you want a spot, yeah. earn a spot, right? Do something to, to catch your eye in a good way. Be active in the community. Um, yeah, all those things. So that's that's the first question. Uh, Andrew had a second question. In my 12-team keeper league, league is starting to get too heavy. I think we had a question kind of like this last week. Uh, it's a one-quarterback, half-PPR league, 18-player roster spots. We keep 12 uh, every that's year without any restrictions. In 2021, we'll be entering our fifth season. Every August, we hold a six-round draft for rookies and other players. Mm-hmm. Those who do not make the playoffs get the first six picks in the rookie draft, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've been thinking of allowing teams to keep a maximum of 12 and having the draft start with non-rookies first. So once the 1301 comes around, rookies are then available to, so it would give the bottom teams first crack on guys who aren't kept yep. and then have the rookies available to them starting in the 13th round. 
Do you think tweaking the rules a little will help out the league? It will. We've we've talked about this before that you're you're essentially letting the worst teams double dip. Like you're right. We have talked about this before in different setups, uh, both good and bad. I mean, basically, you might be making. Um, I, I think the fact that it's so deep that everybody's keeping twelve, that 144 players are already off the board, and it's presumably the you know close to the best 144 players that that 101 free agent is not, you know, is not like a super, super stud, you you know, but they are a player that's going to help that bottom team get better. And they're getting the first rookie. Um, I think this is a good, a good way to balance that out. I think it, I think it's a good way um, of giving, you know, uh, of giving a really good shot to those bottom teams to try to, you know, claw closer to the better teams. I, I, I like what he's, I like the idea he's come up with here to, uh, to try to even it out. And I think that the really easy way is just drop your keepers, right? Drop, drop your number of keepers down. If mm-hmm. you feel like those, those good teams are a little too good, even if it's keeping 10 or keeping eight, um, that would obviously help. Yep. And, and I think you could do both of those things. I, you do the the suggestion you had with the uh, the rookies and the the non rookies, and then also drop keepers. Both of those combined could uh, yeah. could help to to a point. Yeah, I I wouldn't go much further than eight, and also give them the double advantage. Though, like I have a I have a, I have a keeper that's a four keeper, and before that it was a five keeper. Um, and giving this advantage in those leagues would be just the the person with the one hundred and one would would be a lock for a playoff spot and have a good shot at winning if they're able because you can have a really bad team have four very good keepers mm, you know and, yeah. and that routinely happens. Um, in fact, we I think we've had the the first to worst happen happen a couple times in my four keeper just because of that. But if you're only going down to eight or so, I mean, thinking about a ninth rounder being the first free agent is still a good player, but the, you get a ninth rounder and you get the one-on-one rookie. I, I think you're right. I think you can still do um, the double up there. The basically having a rookie draft and a free agent draft is basically what we're, what you're saying. Um, eight keepers probably fine with that, but Ryan's absolutely right. You want to, you want to create more parity. You drop the keepers down or you do this method is another uh, good option. I like it. Uh, he also says, "P.S. Shout out to join our circle, Fantasy Intervention, uh, run by uh, Chase, Chase and uh, Steffi, right? Yep, yep. Steph, Chase Vernon, Steph. yeah. Yep, Chase Vernon and, and Steffi Smalls. I don't actually know her last name, but uh, let's just assume it's Smalls. I think it is Smalls. <laughs> that, that sounds right. <laughs> I think she's. I think she said she's like four eleven or five feet tall or something. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> but." But uh, that would be crazy if she, that's you know it's got it's her last name and <laughs> that'd be like if I was actually a fish, <laughs> my last name was a fish. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're, we're off the rails, Scott. We are off the rails. Uh, Adam from New Orleans, you get our last email of the day and our last email in the inbox. So email us, oh, commisspod wow. at gmail dot com. Send us an email. Let us know your question, your bad commission story, your league idea. We especially love the new league ideas. Uh, 
anything you want to you want to send to us about leagues about your thoughts on uh settings whatever we will we will check them out we will probably read them i know i'm a week late says adam from new orleans but I wanted to suggest an idea that I heard before about draft order. Okay, another draft order one responding to our you know, show a couple weeks ago. Have each team pick an incoming rookie that is projected to go in the NFL draft. I think we did mention this. on the Maybe not. Uh, projected to go in the NFL draft, and whichever player chooses the rookie who gets drafted closest to the pick gets the first choice of draft order. I don't know if we talked about it or I've just heard this before. So if no one correctly guesses pick 32, but the closest manager had a player who went 36th overall, they would get the first choice, possibly of ties with two managers getting picks 31 and 33. So you could put tiebreaker about closest without going over, you know, price is right style. This promotes managers learning the upcoming draftable players an NFL team needs. Uh, You don't want to pick the number one overall pick because the top of the draft is easier to predict than the end of the round. Biggest downside is non-IDP leagues needing to learn about defensive players. Uh, But you could still do this with just offensive Mm. players, I think. Yeah. Um, If you want to get real crazy, you could get closest to Mr. Irrelevant. Man, you'd have to really have some deep knowledge there. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But – Basically, he's saying using the NFL draft, like like some of those NFL draft games of, you know, get, guessing a player closest to their actual draft position and determining draft order that way. Um, yeah, it's definitely a fun idea. Fun yep. way to, especially if your league is big on either college football or the NFL draft or, you know, plays a lot of dynasty and they're into rookies, et cetera. Um, I like it. It's, it's a good suggestion, Adam, from New Orleans. Yeah, maybe it, I haven't even heard it as a draft order suggestion. It's just a very common, you know, NFL draft game that people play. So. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just... used to we used to play a game, you know, like that as well. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't so... not related to draft order. Just Yeah, so this is just adding the draft order spice to it. Um, good stuff, Adam, from New Orleans. That is our show. That's the end of our show, this show that will take a whole lot of editing. <laughs> as Ryan, or as Ryan always says, just leave it in. Leave it. <laughs> leave it uh, thank you for listening you can check us out on iHeartRadio. you can check us out on uh, uh itunes stitcher etc make sure to give us a five-star review throw down a review on there i'd love to i'd love to read it uh tell all your friends your league mates commissioners etc we will be back in another week or two depending on if we get your emails if you send us emails we'll be back if not we're we're gonna go ryan's gonna go on vacation is what's yes. going to happen if you don't send us emails. So do you want Ryan to go on vacation or do you want him to do Commission Impossible? <laughs> oh, follow me on Twitter, Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.